0: Scott Stearns. My name is Paul Sickle. good evening and it is we are broadcasting once again from our undisclosed um, location. please tell uh, Steve Wynn that we're totally undisclosed. That's the casino magnet to threaten Dean Heller into doing um, the unthinkable voting to um, continue debate on a bill that will take up to 32 million people off of health care. Yes, we thought it was dead a week ago, and yes, it um, passed to debate today, and, and likely um, some version of it will pass on Friday morning, which, um, well, it's the 50-50 question, but I, my guess, my bet would be yes, on Friday morning, which will lead to um, a conference committee and a secretive bill and a total disaster for the American people. So there we go. Don't tell Steve Wynn we're here because he threatened Dean Heller and um, I'd hate to see what he'd do to Scott and I once he heard our seditious. So you set the table a little bit, but yeah, there's a lot of confusion.
1: There's a lot of whip counting, obviously, going on right now on the Senate floor. So anytime the Senate proceeds to a bill or wants to take up legislation on the floor... It has to do what's called a motion to proceed. that's uh, that's what had to occur. They needed a majority of senators to to commit to that, which they which they got. They got well, they got fifty fifty, and then our vice president Vice Mike President Pence. Mike Pence had to step in and cast that fifty first vote to begin debate. so, you had two Republican defectors, uh, Susan Collins, and of Maine, and Lisa Murkowski out of out of uh, Alaska. Mm-hmm. So they they voted against proceeding to the legislation. Uh, Shelley Moore Capito, West Virginia, voted for it. Senator Dean Heller, out of Nevada, voted for yep. it. Uh, obviously Ron Johnson Ron Johnson apparently was uh, having a lengthy discussion with uh, Mitch McConnell on the Senate floor the process and uh, and then John McCain made his arrival and so after he came in cast his vote uh, Ron Johnson uh, went along with that and also cast his vote so there you had your your 50-50 the other conservatives obviously went along with it Mike Lee Rand Paul Ted Cruz yeah and so so we're underway that's they they've approved basically 20 hours of debate um that can take place uh, some interesting footnotes the uh the legislation anytime you have a, a a bill or an amendment come up uh the the clerk has to read has to read it before mm-hmm. the senate and then usually they there's a unanimous consent request to dispense of the reading with of the of the bill or amendment and then they move on to actually doing stuff. Sure. But the Democrats tonight uh, uh, Patty Murray uh, stood up and said, Nope, I will object to the dispensing of the reading. So when they voted on the the Better Care Reconciliation Act as an amendment, mm-hmm. uh, they made the clerk read the whole thing, which the took up event. a yeah, took up a significant amount of the evening wow. to get through. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the the thing that really Bothers me. Well, first of all, we've heard a lot of people, like and you were saying this too, mm-hmm. talk is cheap, right? Yep. Um a lot of people like even McCain himself, um, but more closer to home. Ron Johnson say they wanted a better process, they didn't want to pull the rug out from mother anyone. Yeah. Then there's uh Ron Johnson spoken out of both sides of his mouth. He doesn't want to pull out the rug out from people who use Medicaid to say pay for autism uh therapy for their children. Right. By the same token he um uh, also wants significant Medicaid reform. The one good thing about where things have gone with Johnson is he knows that this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and he wants to come up with, you know, he's come up with various reasons to suggest it's not a good idea, mm-hmm. and he knows the process isn't right. Yeah. The one way they can do a process that would be much more acceptable would be to go to more normal Senate order, which would wind up resulting in a bipartisan bill, yeah. given the mix, which would mean that, You would actually have something that probably wouldn't be the greatest for us, but it would be, um, tremendously better than this monstrosity that's been, uh, proposed really from the start, which is a huge, huge tax cuts for billionaires on investment income. Or if you take down that, it's big tax cuts for at least, uh, health insurance companies. It's, um... Less care, uh, destroying probably these individual markets effectively. And, you know, except for high risk markets which don't pay for anything. Also, probably removing the regulations that require them to pay things right. or to have things like uh, like to continue to pay over a certain maximum, because that was always the thing with the high risk uh, policies before Obamacare yeah. was. They could say, well, we're only, we're not gonna pay until you have $5,000 in charges or $10,000, we're gonna give you that right. deductible. But then after $100,000, we're not going to pay it either, right? So there, was, <laughs> so, so there was a there was a floor and a ceiling, right? Essentially, right, right. It was a cap, or and there wasn't a
1: whole lot in between, <laughs> right? And the
0: thing is, the the funny thing is that when you have really expensive health care costs, they oftentimes are the ones that balloon into the six figures. Yeah, those are the ones that wipe you out, absolutely. Um. So so basically, it was a clever way to pay very little. Yeah. Um. In claims, and I think that that's. <laughs> These guys seem really bent at the end of the day on allowing insurance companies to pay fewer claims yeah. to more people for greater costs out of pocket, whether it be their premiums or it be, you know, uh whatever their upfront costs of the health care are because it's not supported by insurance anymore.
1: Yeah. It's, Let's be honest. I mean they just they want to wipe out the last eight years of history and go back to how things were. That's basically what it is. That's why they've been so obsessed with uh, voting on
0: repeal, how many you know, fifty plus times. But it'll actually it was? be worse because they the the, the yes. they take down of Medicaid, which which means that the vulnerable children's programs, yep, uh, programs for people with autism oh, yeah. or therapy or long term care for the elderly who are in uh, nursing homes because that's not long term care is not is a Medicaid program. It's not a Medicare program. Right. Those kind of things are all at risk here and. Well do you want to walk us through the process a little bit? Well, I mean I yeah, it's it it's it's been confusing because there's so many proposals. So It's, Tuesday night, so proposals it's midnight night, going around. into Wednesday. Yeah. They so they passed it, or they passed the motion
1: to proceed. Yep. And the then
0: first the first thing failed, right? Yes,
1: and so the so basically the underlying bill is is the House bill and they're gonna offer a number of amendments that are basically gonna strike a lot of the language and then insert new text. So they, the the Better Care Reconciliation Act was the bill that the Senate had come up with, um, mm. not in committee or anything, but in secret with the thirteen senators. Right, and that one failed pretty spectacularly. It did. It failed. Actually, uh, that was the vote this evening, and it failed forty-three to fifty-seven. So, Fifty
0: seven no votes. And they actually needed sixty. They did need so six seventeen shots. They short, needed sixty
1: really. and the reason for that is because it hadn't been scored by the Congressional Budget Office and it had the it had the, not been scored. It had yeah. not been and it and the uh
0: parliamentarian said that's a no no.
1: Yeah, well Cruz Ted Cruz uh wanted his uh language inserted in there, mm-hmm. which was uh about um Getting rid of all your
0: essential services, right, basically. Exactly. So so not wow. only could they have a lifetime limit on what they'll pay, they could also just decide not to pay for certain things like childcare. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's all bets are <laughs> Or up, childbirth. Right? I'm sorry, not childcare, childbirth. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's another debate. That's another on. Well, that's a pre-existing. It? Trump so. <laughs> is the childcare, but that's, that's not being debated today. So you did have a, a um, you had a number of Republicans
1: that voted uh, against this thing tonight. So there's, you know, there's fifty. Read them years. off. So the, the no votes uh, on the, the BCRA, the Better Care Reconciliation Act,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where Susan Collins from Maine, Bob no Corker, surprise.
0: these are all Republicans, so Susan Collins from Maine, which we, yeah, we knew. Let's go through them and just say, surprise or no surprise. Bob so Corker, Collins, Bob no Corker surprise. Tennessee. Modest, moderate surprise, although he had some reservations about how retrograde this thing is. Tom Cotton of Arkansas.
1: Um, he's kind it, of a,
0: he's kind of a hothead
1: Gen, Gen X Republican.
0: And, yeah, I mean he's and, awful, but it's 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 not. It, I would put it more in the moderate surprise category, moderate to somewhat surprising, just because it's such a red state. Yeah, but he also knows that Arkansas will get just hammered by this, bill well, because course, you've Ar- got a lot of poverty there. E- exactly, uh, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. That's a moderate surprise, only because he's a moderate. Uh, he's usually a party line guy, especially on, like, like McCain is. I wouldn't um, call him a moderate. I mean, policy. he's a conservative, but yeah, he's definitely not a. He, he's, when you talk about Donald Trump and. You know, well, he's you know, critical of Trump. Yeah. You know, he's not in the mood to give Trump easy wins. Yeah. Uh, he might be one of those guys I'd who hates one. Trump so much that he might just vote no. Yeah. Just to. Just give us, uh, you know, a stick in the eye to Trump, right? But, but anyway, keep going. Dean Heller in Nevada. That's not a surprise because he's up for re-election in what is trending to be a blue state now. Although he did vote
1: for the Marchant proceed, which was a
0: critical vote, which is also not a surprise because the wind guys who can't know where we are because we're afraid of them <laughs> threatened him daily. Right. Um, so yeah, the, the the casino magnets, Mike Lee of Utah. That's not a huge surprise, although. Let's not count on him for anything down no, the road. No, I
1: won't count on any of the conservatives. Right, right. They're right. not. They're not okay. looking out for the same interests that you know those that support. Not a huge uh, surprise. He's a right wing
0: guy who yes. wants extreme stuff.
1: He's so maybe the most conservative, yeah, member of the Senate. So. Jerry Moran from
0: Kansas. Not a huge surprise, just because there, like, there's half the state of Kansas is probably going to have to go to colorado find a hospital if these ca- <laughs> i mean i'm serious yeah this is not a joke no. this is it's a sparsely populated area and without medicaid support and even aca fund you know you might have uh, a number of these hospitals closing funded clients yeah the the closure rate in rural of rural hospitals is, is supposed to be really high and and very you know there's not a lot of people in western kansas so at least not sure. that many people would lose care but those that are left in western Kansas would be really in bad shape if they needed to find a hospital. Yeah. So that's, I'm not shocked that it was a no here. Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. Definitely not a surprise for some of the same reasons as Kansas. And as we said before, she's, uh, she's less afraid of being primaried. No, she's a survivor. Yeah. She did get primaried in 2010 by the Tea Party. Yep came back ran her own write-in campaign mm-hmm. as an independent and immediately then affiliated back with the republican she defeated the republican tea party or person from the center in alaska and alaska has a history of doing things like that yeah it's not as much it's not nearly as traditional of a red state as other similar red states are and then we had Rand paul from kentucky so. Rand
1: paul you know it's that same thing with mike lee yeah so those—that's the rundown of the uh, of the no votes on the Republican side for the repeal and replace bill as it was, you know, introduced via an amendment in the Senate tonight. So, so tomorrow,
0: what happens?
1: So tomorrow there'll be there'll be more debate. They've got 20 hours. So I mean, we've got uh, a number of amendments. Uh, I read amendments they were going to vote
0: gonna, on straight repeal tomorrow. I think,
1: yeah, I think that's without replace. I think that is next up, that, which is
0: expected to fail because I,
1: several of those people will vote. Yeah, some of those same people will vote against, and you, uh, some of those no votes will change. I think you'll probably you'll gain. Mike Lee, Rand Paul will probably switch to yes because they just they they could care less about. Is that where replacing. you get McCain,
0: who said he wouldn't vote for it in its current form, and then he still did vote yeah. for it? <laughs> right. Is that well, maybe that is where you get I, McCain to go to maybe, go no? Maybe. What about Jeff Flake? Yeah, I mean,
1: well, any any state that's largely going to be hurt by the medicaid stuff i mean it's what about portman too. portman and capitol would be others i would those look at. would be two more to look to so yeah i would i would expect the straight
0: repeal portman from replay. ohio capitol from west virginia yeah then the following day is thursday yeah and apparently they're going to keep debating and then finally open up to amendments yeah i mean and the, have a voter rama yeah which sounds really kind of exciting if you ask me
1: <laughs> This is uh, this is something that's you know typical of large pieces of legislation um, it, it, it same thing happened with uh, the Affordable Care Act where you have a number of amendments that are introduced by by senators and you basically do back-to-back votes so you, you've got a slate of amendments that are up and then you kind of you go from one to the next so you have a series of roll call votes and
0: anybody can introduce an sure. amendment so Tammy Baldwin can, can sure. as can. No, monthly. and there's
1: there's going to be a number of amendments introduced by Democrats aimed primarily at um, making the Republicans take some tough votes that could result in some very uh, uncomfortable moments on and uh, come campaign time next time for them because well, let's hope you know, we, we so. got to make them
0: run the gauntlet. Absolutely. So, and then they do the voterrama and then once, I mean, I, what I wonder is. You you said that there's a way they can limit the time spent on well, the well. T- I mean, it's tw- twenty hours of debate. So then, you know. then then that tips t- leads to the Voterama. Well, yeah, and then and
1: you the, have you have the vote on the amendments, and then at, once the once the votes on the amendments are completed, then it's basically the vote on the underlying legislation, which at this point, which because at we, that point, we, you have
0: had two votes vote downs. Yeah,
1: I mean, as we expect. I mean, we, we again we the BCRA failed tonight. Um, which was the repeal and replaced. Tomorrow, tomorrow we're expecting st- the straight repeal bill. And everybody says done. they
0: don't know what's going to happen. But let's be honest. The Democrats aren't going to get any of their th- things. In. No, it's right. going to be... They're going to lose every one of them.
1: We'll see. We'll see what some of these amendments look like. Maybe, maybe you peel off a few Republicans. I don't know.
0: I mean, on the other hand, does Portman get Democrats to go for his... Opioid band-aid, which, which, you know, is no small deal, but right. it's sort of like, okay, we're going to treat one problem well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, exactly.
0: or the other one, which is this Medicaid expansion band-aid, which, which really is a sham from what I've heard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's give people vouchers so they can purchase their own insurance. Oh, well, well, what I was going to, Even though Medicaid is far more cost-efficient than private insurance, um, there's less money being taken in for profits and so on and so forth.
1: One of the aggravating things that I think listening to some critics on the right of Medicaid is that I always hear this, oh, they're not cutting funding for Medicaid. They're slowing the rate of growth for Medicaid. It's it's, it's like, no, it's a cut. It, It is a cut because... The the amount of people that are on Medicaid every year continues to increase. Increases.
0: Yeah, it's outrageous. And
1: the cost of care continues yeah, to go up. Right. The exactly. cost of equipment that hospitals have to purchase goes up. So you if, can't you can't just like say like, well, we're going to slow. It's it's we're still giving them more money.
0: No, right? It, no, it's a, it's a fucking cut if because it's less per, it's less per individual insured person. And and, it, and and serious economists will say if anything recently is slowed. Slow, the rate of Medicaid growth, it's mm-hmm. been Obamacare itself because the, the cost of healthcare inflation writ large what de- declined yeah. ser- seriously under Obamacare came way more into line with normal inflation. Yeah. CPI inflation was much higher. It was usually six to 8% a year yep. and then it was down to two to 4% in the last five, six, seven years. Um, and I think that's probably because of the rise in the insured, because you wound up with better a better climate for preventative care, and then you know providers knew that they were more likely to receive payment for their services as well, so they didn't need to jack up the price on everybody else yeah exactly um, right, but I mean, so these are things that we need to to think about is that you know what what is said to be so inefficient may actually be the most efficient for a complex thing in Obamacare, yes, a few people in individual markets. And in some individual markets have seen spikes because the penalties for op- for not joining aren 't severe enough frankly right i mean the, the, the true bipartisan reform should be to jack up the tax penalties for people that don 't buy insurance that would actually have the biggest impact on on reducing rates in the individual market because it would force everybody into them more effectively so they don 't care then about these that. low fines they, don't, um, they could care less these about low i mean low taxes basically. Yeah. Um. So so the, so the so basically Friday morning, let's yeah. get to our end game here. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're looking at what's being uh, by the time in the, the media, gentle, by the time the gentle listener <laughs> is uh, is tuning into our uh, <laughs> potting into our cast here. Yes. They um, we will probably be, be very a, close to this we'll Friday a, morning. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be near the conclusion of the voterama and the we'll be and a few near steps the, ahead. near this this, uh, and this is why we call this the skinny on healthcare. Reveal. Yes. The skinny on repeal. So Tell this us, is uh, this is what's being
1: coined in the media as a skinny repeal. So it's a, I mean, and that's and that's really the bill that is is going to get through here at the end of the day. That's, that's the it end looks game like. on Friday morning. It, it co- because what their goal some is sometime Friday, right? Because it, it, they're expecting that the well they expected that the BCRA would fail, which it did tonight, and then they will expect the repeal only will fail tomorrow. Or, or whenever similarly that vote to the BCRA, right? So then the the next the next thing they will pursue is what's called a skinny repeal, and it's a bill that would only repeal uh, the ACA's individual and employer mandates and the medical device tax. So, and it, it it leaves Medicaid expansion in place, and then that passes. And then they go to conference with the House because you know the Senate bill is different than what the House passed. So then you go to a conference committee, and then they hammer out the differences, and then both houses vote on the result that's reported out from that.
0: Right. And so the last part, I think you just we kind of bury the lead every time we talk. Not just you, every time anybody has talked about this that I've heard mm-hmm. from. Once skinny repeal passes, yeah. which on its own isn't that really that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah. What it does is it allow com- this conference committee, which is completely secretive, yeah. to come up and hash out whatever they want, which we know is going to be similar to all the bills that have failed so far. Right. But give it actual momentum. Yes. And put real pressure on Republicans in both houses to pass it, and mm-hmm. is guaranteed to be signed into law by President Trump, or if he's no longer president because of too <laughs> many uh, well, conflicts. I think we can... pre- President pence at the time it's only a matter of weeks really yeah. because it would be tricky what they get in the conference committee but whatever comes out of the conference committee by the way this, we we're being told that no democrats will really be invited to it they'll be technically put on it but they won't be invited to the real meetings yeah the meetings will be done almost entirely in secret we will probably be left with a bill that cuts essential services like childbirth mm-hmm. maternity care um. that does all the damage we're pretty or much of the damage we're still talking about probably some pretty nice tax cuts oh, for sure. the wealthiest and a whole lot less people with care yeah. including people who might need it uh, you know or or with ongoing therapies uh, which fall under medicaid like autism uh, therapy or physical therapy for the elderly in long-term care situations or long-term care itself. Well, that's
1: and that's that's, that's what it's looking like is, is that the skinny repeal, like I, like I mentioned, the, it will keep the Medicaid expansion in place, and that's really as a means of getting the votes. So, like somebody like Shelley Moore Capito can say, "Yeah, will, I'll,
0: I'll only do it just through the Senate." This well, that's right what now. I'm saying. It opens it, the door. It, they got the it'll, hell it'll, out but, of it, but they'll stuff. Right, right. But
1: that's but that's a few steps down the road. So. Except to, it's to get, obvious that that's the next. I know that's the next. But then, but let's then get to the end game. Let's, right. let's stop
0: worrying about process.
1: Well, but the senators, the senators that are going to vote a certain way. Are they going to defend that vote by saying, "Well, I, I think we can do something better in
0: conference. I voted for this thing because it def, it defended Medicaid." They're going Medicaid. to only enable something terrible yes. while saying but they, that to the letter of the bill they voted for something. But they're gonna, But if so, that if, wasn't. So but bad. if Capito
1: or or somebody else. Uh, You know, Cotton, whoever, you know, from a poorer state votes for this thing. They can say in a press release or on Meet the Press... They can say, like, I have I voted for this thing because, you know, it preserved Medicaid expansion. It's not going to hurt people in my state. Yeah, I understand that's Let's get to conference. Let's get to conference and then see what, uh, right. see what we can do. Right, but then they're going to
0: be bowled over what, what right. comes out of conference. Right. I mean, there's a chance that, that people will just finally say, well, we can't do what's in conference. But I don't think that's going to work because we just saw what happened when push came to shove today. Yes. I think what will yes. happen is you'll get the same result. You'll get that same 50 in the same fifty, yeah. Um, plus, and then Pence will come and take the deciding vote. They'll, yep. they'll, he'll put the put the bill in his briefcase and bring it down Pennsylvania Avenue and put it on Trump's desk. There you go. And that I think that's that's the danger we're facing here. Yeah. So you so definitely you don't want stop you, you, skinny, skinny repeal is a whole lot more. has a whole lot more meat on it. Than oh, sure. Or. It's a whole lot more of meat cleaving. Well, you, you definitely <laughs> like, don't
1: want to wait until we have a conference report that's voted on in both houses, because so, at that point, at that point, it's what if if they both pass it, then yeah, it's onto the president's desk. You, it's not one of those things where you know it can go back and forth, so, Unle- unless it's amended. You know, it can,
0: so when the listener is is hearing this today, mm-hmm. or or you know, in real time, yeah that we will be probably right before, within hours, of yeah. the skinny repeal vote. Probably. Uh, so then the question is, what should, what should someone do? Well, I'll keep the pressure on your senators. At that point, at that point. Yeah, so I hope that there's going to be... I know that the, a lot of the resistance folks kind of thought they won last week, and yeah. I think they kind of took the week off. Right. Well, it's a bad time to take the week off. Every time we think we've won... Every time they write a report the Democrat or the the Republicans have lost is a day it, those are the best days for those pushing repeal <laughs> right. that 's when they freaking twist their arms, they go back and hatch up their little things, and they feel like the pressure's off them, and they can do anything they want and yeah. that 's why we 're at where we 're at is that people thought they won the resistance energy was lower this week, and mm-hmm. they're passing it. There were reports out of Murkowski's office that most of the pressure coming in frankly is not from the left it's now from the right oh. and and that is that's where we're that's at a up against, so I guess I would hope that the the listeners would um, take a, a minute to to call Senator Johnson, who's complained about the process, yeah, and say, you know what, skinny repeal leads to a very closed process. You, Ron Johnson, probably won't be included in it, and even if you are, you're just part of then the secrecy problem yourself. Yeah, and it is not an open process. The real solution is vote down skinny repeal, enforce. Any reform to be done through the normal order of the Senate, which, as Scott will explain for a second, mm-hmm. is it leads to bipartisanship. And why would that? Why well, does that?
1: Well, because so normally in, in, in normal times, I guess, for lack of a better word, normally you introduce a bill in committee and or you introduce a bill in the Senate. It's referred to the committee that's relevant to that legislation. And then it's taken up by, by the committee chairman and the ranking member. And then there's a debate and there's an amendment process uh, within the committee. Eventually, it's, it's given an up-and-down vote within the committee. It either, you know, it, it succeeds or fails. If it's, uh, if it's reported out, then the majority leader can schedule it on the Senate calendar and then it's, uh, and then you have the motion to proceed on the legislation and amendment process on the floor, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. So the, the sausage making as, uh, as it's been known, uh, is, is, yeah, it's not the prettiest process, but it, theoretically it should result in overall better legislation or at least something that's more beneficial to the union as a whole because um, senators from every state have the ability to, or, or, you know, congressional members for that matter, uh, on the House side. Have the ability to offer amendments to to hopefully
0: improve the thing, right? Right. So um, I'm looking for a telephone number that one could call um, to
1: talk to their individual to Senator senators. Johnson.
0: I would. That's what I would do.
1: So here's some, uh, here's some numbers for, uh, Senator Ron Johnson. When I worked for, uh, Senator Feingold, uh, so the, the DC numbers were always the busiest ones. Cause yeah, the, a lot of things are run through switchboards and, and, uh, well, we want to jam those first so that people in this office
0: feel sure. like they're overwhelmed.
1: Absolutely. But if you're, uh, if you're from Wisconsin and you wanna, you, you wanna re- actually reach, uh, Ron Johnson. I think uh, your better bet is calling the Milwaukee number, which is 414 276 7282, or you can call his Oshkosh office at 920 230 7250. And the DC number, if you want to try that as well, uh, is 202 224 5323. The whole thing with the skinny repeal, too, is that, yeah, they're going to say it's an end game or a way to get to the end game uh, via the conference committee, but, you know, shouldn't you be considering the consequences of. The legislation as it uh, as it stands. I mean, so the 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 skinny repeal being that it it repeals the mandate, repeals the medical device, which isn't actually that bad, but but it's it's pretty bad. But it's it's, but the bad thing is is that it will destroy the individual insurance market because the reason why we have the mandate is is to get everybody in the pool.
0: And so, it, the, yeah. a, it must there, have been written about it, but it would it, it, undermine it. It, 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 it would, because it would take the tax penalty. So skinny repeal, even on its own, is a bad thing. Um, I would suggest that it probably wouldn't be as nearly as devastating as some of the other proposals, but it's not a good idea. No, it's Right. Not. Right. Not if so, you want to keep the individual insurance market intact. Right. Or as strong as it should be. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, I mean, really what they ought to be doing is, They, they can call it whatever the hell they want. They don't have to call it mandate or anything. They can just call it a tax incentive, uh, program. What you do is you say everybody's tax rates are X unless you have health insurance and then they're lower. I mean, just, it's that simple. I mean, the, but the thing is the tax penalty that people pay is probably too low under Obamacare. Mm -hmm. So, uh, skinny repeal goes the opposite direction. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're not from Wisconsin I guess the last thing
1: I would say is that the capital switchboard The number is 202-224-3121 Alright Forward folks Forward